Hey guys, welcome to the shit show of my 20s. I'm so excited that you guys are here. My name's Sophia. I started this podcast in the beginning of April and I got furloughed at the end of March. And quite honestly, it was so hard for me to comprehend and deal with that. I was like, I have two choices right now. I can start the podcast that I've always wanted to start or I can let this really deter me and start emotional eating and just sit on the couch and do nothing. And I decided to go with the first choice. And I'm so glad that I did because I've got to meet so many inspiring people from all over the world. And I hope that you guys see yourselves in some of these stories because I've just been having so much fun. This has been lighting me up so much. And I'm really glad that I put myself out there and decided to start it. You know, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to start it. And I'm so glad that I just did that. And I know as an introvert, it's been pretty hard to like put myself out there, talk in front of a camera, talk to all these people I don't know. But I feel like this has been such a growing experience for me. And I feel like I need to share that with you guys because maybe there's something in your life that excites you but kind of scares you at the same time. And maybe it's time to step into that. Today's guest is being we talk about her journey, how she created the Honeypot Co., how she came up with the formula, the vision she had, as well as the mindset shifts that she's been making to get to the next level with her business. So let's get started. So thank you so much, B, for joining me today. I'm really looking forward to getting to know you. Love to know about your story. How did you get to the place you're at right now? You mean with Honeypot, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, your story, any different career changes right, you had. Right, right. Uh, I mean, really, you know, we got started basically out of me having a need, right? I had an infection that I couldn't get rid of. I had a very, very, very vivid dream with an ancestor of mine. She gave me a list of ingredients. I woke up, wrote it down, made it, it worked. And then, you know, really just hit the ground running. Not that we started our business. Like we started actually physically selling products in 2012, but but we were basically doing our own form of a clinical trial <laughs> and um, getting as many people that we that we could to try it and making sure that those people were having a similar kind of come. You know, a lot of those women were. They went from me giving them product, buying it through email, and like meeting new places. It was crazy. You know, we then went to the Bronner Brothers hair show and we that, that was in a couple years and we got we basically sold 600 of our bottles in a weekend so that told us that it was time to really like build a business and and focus and figure out you know how we were going to do that you know it was a lot of trial and error there still is <laughs> you know and it's just era at this point gets a little it's it has more experience but all the while I was doing that, I was still working. You know, like 2012, I was working at Whole Foods. 2013, I went to work for a food brokerage. 2016, or no, 2015, I went to work for a kale chip company. Turns out that was my last job ever. You know, not, I mean, I still very much have a job with <laughs> But... But yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, the road has been crazy. A lot of twists and turns, up and down, but it's, but it's been nice. And is this your first business that you've ever started? No, it's not. 
um, I had a cleaning business before. This is the first product business that I've ever started. That is service. Was this your first time having that vivid of a dream? Have you had these dreams before? I've had vivid dreams, but not one that was that clear where I could see everything. I could see my grandmother, where I could see the paper, where I could read the ingredients, you know, like everything was just extremely clear. Yeah. And how was it like formulating the product? What ingredients do you use? What type of herbs? And why was it so important for you not to use chemicals in the product? Well, I'd use what I was told to use in my dream. She told me what to use. So because all of those ingredients were plant-based, I just stuck with that. I think why that reigns true still today is just because plants is what our body understands right? Like when you think about all the things that naturally grow, you know, the apples to make apple cider vinegar, garlic to make garlic extract, the coconut oil that is then made, you know, gone through a saponification to be, to become soapy, water, those types of things. But it's really important for the whole plant, for the whole line to be plant-based because our bodies understand that and our bodies are able to to communicate with that and our bodies are able to heal from that. And what problems did you notice using other products? I never could really get, it just never solved for what my issue was. Issue was my pH. Everything that I did threw me off even more, right? And so nothing solved for what I needed it for that I was using or trying or, you know, or whatever. I I just wasn't getting results. And why is it important to maintain a healthy pH? Because that's how, that's how you keep infections away. (laughs) Um, If your pH is off, something's coming. You're going to be irritated. You're going to, you can, there can potentially be an odor. There could, you could feel itchy. There can be some sort of, you know, a heavy discharge. There can be a yeast infection that reoccurs. There can be bacterial vaginosis that reoccurs. If your pH is not, you're basically making yourself susceptible for any host of things to happen because it's such a fine line. You have to really like, <laughs> almost like walk. It's not like a tight rope because once you have it under control, you're fine, especially if you're using the right things. You're drinking your water. You're not eating a lot of sugar, potentially taking probiotics if you choose to. But our vagina is either reactive or proactive based on the pH. For your products, do you recommend using them daily? What products would you recommend for everyone to use? Uh, Daily, I would say our washes. You can even use our wipes daily, whether it's going number one or number two. Our our herbal menstrual pads are fantastic. They're infused with rose, lavender, aloe, mint, Chinese herb called hatunya. Those would you wouldn't use those every day. Obviously, you would only use those on your cycle. But we do have a panty liner, a panty liner that can be used every day. We have really cool deodorant sprays that are are made with like water, mineral salts, essential oils, so aloe. Very 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 simple things. Those are kind of the things that you can use every day. And then we're sold out of it right now, but we have a really beautiful lubricant that's made with kiwi pine extract. We have like a whole host of products. But the washes and the wipes 
And the panty sprays are going to be ones that you can use pretty much every day. And then our menstrual products, obviously, when you're on the cycle. And then we have bath bombs. Again, we're sold out of them right now. But, you know, those can be used. I wouldn't use a bath bomb every day because you don't want to be taking a bath every day. That's not good for your vagina um, or your vulva or any of those parts. You can use those every now and again. And what was the first product that you ever released? Our washes. Yeah. The normal wash. Yeah. And how did you come up with the other products? Did you go based off of the needs of your customers? I went based off of the needs of my customers and based off of my experience having a vagina. Honestly, that's actually most of it. And paying attention to the market and looking at all of the products that sell really well and then creating a like product, a like clean product under the Honey Pot brand name, right? So washes and wipes, those things go hand in hand, but then there's pads and then there's tampons and then women need a good lubricant. They need, you know, you've got Summer's Eve and FDS that make a deodorant spray, but those are made from aerosol. So there should be a clean version of that. You've got Monistat who makes a suppository, or even Queen V that does like a boric acid suppository. Honey Pot should, should, should do that, right? You've got menstrual cups. We just pay attention to everything that we see within the marketplace that people are going to use on a continuous basis. And we pretty much innovate and create those products. How'd you come up with the name? Driving down the street, saw a band poster. The band was called Honey Pot Band. Crazy, but I was honest. And I was like, wow, I'm going to call my brand that. If you were to start your business all over again today, is there anything you would have done differently? Mm, no. No. What advice would you give to someone who wants to start their business today? Uh, to start a digital business, right? Don't think that you have to rush to, to retail because retail is, um, you got to be ready for that. It's, a, it's a beast that you have to feed. You know what I mean? And it takes a lot. Don't make me wrong. Anybody, you know, you could, if we could do it, anybody can do it, right? It's just, a, it's just a beast that really, like I said, that needs to be fed. And it, and it really, it, it doesn't care, right? It doesn't care. If you're going to go into heavy volume retail, you need to make sure that you have money. You need to make sure you have access to it. You need to make sure that you understand supply chain. You need to make sure, you just need to make sure that you're prepped and ready because when you go into a retailer, that's what they expect, right? And, and that retailer, for them, if shit together, they can just excommunicate you and take you off the shelf, right? And so you want to make sure that, that you're ready because it's not their problem if you're not. You know what I mean? They care. They care about their vendors that they work with, right? Their brands that they work with. Every one of our retailers has values and, and excellence that they hold themselves up to. I don't, when I say they don't care, I don't mean in that way. I mean in the way that you have to have your business together. You have to have your inventory together. You have to have your supply chain together. You have to have your shit together because if you don't, it, you know, it'll show up. And if your product is doing well, then that'll, that'll help you along, right? But if you're in that situation, your product isn't doing as well as they want it to, then that can put you in a really bad, tight spot. And that's just not a spot that you want to be in. So it's, it's really important to make sure that you have the experience 
if you if you build a business online and your business can do a quarter of a million dollars right you have a story to tell to a retailer because you can walk into them and say hey i'm i'm making a quarter of a million dollars on my own right imagine what i could do if i could come into your store and sit on your shelf right if you could give me that little piece of real estate right may only be two or three you know two or two or three um skews on the shelf that's that's plenty but you have to understand that it's real estate and just like having your website is a form of real estate in a way that's why we have to pay for them so starting a digital business is going to help you to understand what it what it can begin to look like going into the volume retail because if you can do six figures online then you know how to manage six figures worth of supply chain six six figures worth of experience on your team right you, you know how to do a little bit of that so you're more prepared for going into retail than if you just started and think that you just got to get right into a retail and how have you built your team and what things do you look for when you hire i mean in the beginning it was it was a different building process in the beginning it was like obviously you want experience <laughs> Uh, we could only really pay one person. Everybody else was kind of like, we just came together, kind of like founders almost. Well, not almost. We came together as founders. We didn't make any money. We had equity. That was it. So now it's like when you hire a team, it's it's a lot more robust. You want to understand their background. You want to understand how, what their experience is. So their background, meaning background checks and personal life, not no life, like personal, personal, but you want to make sure that the person that you're hiring has a good background. You want to make sure that, that they have the right experience, right? That they've actually done the thing that you're asking them to do with years under their belt. Because at this point, we need people to have experience building other, because it's like doing this type of work is not easy. And, and, and it, I, I didn't necessarily believe this until recently, but it takes a different skill set when you're trying to get over like the 5 million to the 10 million to the 20 million to the, it takes a different mindset to take you from being, to, from being really small to still being small in the scheme of things, but like really growing quickly. You need people that have got like 10 years of experience that have worked in like other consumer packaged goods types of products that understand how they need to build out their team. And also that understand the fucking job because this is my first go round being in this type of business, right? I only know what I know um, about supply chain, for example, right? So I need somebody that understands how to build out supply chain from start to finish in a way that I don't know. <laughs> So now you hire people that are going to be able to tell you what to do opposed to in the beginning, you're hiring people and you're kind of telling them what to do, if that makes sense. I mean, as, what have you been as the brand, you have to give them your, I didn't mean to cut you as the brand. You have to mm -hmm. give them what your strategies are, right? Where, where you want to take the company, what your North star is, but you need their experience to really like, hone in on what that is with like finite KPIs and that kind of stuff. And what have you been doing to work on your mindset? Oh man, everything. <laughs> 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 I 
being remarkably honest with myself, even when it hurts, allowing myself to feel, not judging those feelings, which isn't easy, reading, doing nothing, um, meditating, working out, eating good food, taking supplements when I feel to, going to the chiropractor, <laughs> you know, things like that. Just, just taking care. For advertising, do you use influencers? Do you use Instagram ads? All of it. Influencers, it. Instagram ads, sometimes Spotify ads. Yeah, we, we pretty much do everything. Right now, we're not doing a ton of that because our inventory constraints are a little heavy um, with everything going on with COVID. But we're working through, you know, kind of what that looks like. And I noticed that you have built your own personal brand. How do you feel like that's helped your business? Do you think it's important for founders to start their own personal brand as well? These days I do. I think it's important because people want to know now that we've had, now that the world has been shut down for, for months and we've had time and people have rested and people have had time to read and cook for themselves and eat at home and not eat out so much and sleep in and do all the things. Yes, they're under a remarkable amount of stress. This was not necessarily a holiday, but we were kind of forced into a version of holiday. At Honeypot, we've been working the whole time. Obviously, we've just been working remotely and, and, you know, that's us and millions of other people. But even in that, being able to work in, in a home environment when you're kind of forced to, there's there's still a little bit of a relaxation there because you don't have to you don't have to rush up and go and get dressed and take you know you don't have to do all that so but in the times of uh racial injustice of um inequities whether it be with diversity or a multitude of other things i think now this millen- the millennials man like they have I feel like millennials have really changed how how the world interacts, right? Like with the age of social media, if a brand fucks up, it could be viral in a matter of hours. And so I think at this point, it's really important for brands to for brand founders and even the the team to be open and authentic to let people know who they are, to let people know when they've made mistakes, to let people know when they've had wins, to let people know what's going on in their world, how they see the world, um, how they support the world. I think right now is one of the most important times to do that because that's what everybody wants. What is something lighting you up right now? We're, We're working on developing a really cool way to interact with our customer not just by doing a bunch of conversations or anything like that but like actually building putting together ways for people to take care of themselves whether it's through meditation whether it's through talking to a doctor once a week just on our platform or on zoom we're working through it now whether it's uh doing a yoga class or having a 15-minute meditation or um, having a 30-minute workout on Zoom, right, that you just sign up for. We are actually kind of investing in our community by creating relationships with these practitioners 
and also working to help to support these practitioners in a time where these practitioners may not necessarily be working, right? And now I like hot yoga, right? Like in there in Atlanta, they're back to doing hot yoga classes, but the classes have to be, there have to be less people. Well, obviously you can't practice hot yoga with a mask on, but you know, there's a lot of things that have to be considered <laughs> when you're doing that type of a thing, right? And so I feel like there's such a new landscape on how we're going to have to interact, especially around doing the things that we do to take care of ourselves. We have to kind of think of a new way to do it. And, you know, I just want to create a way to love on and appreciate our customers by offering them ways to get the healing that they choose, right? And so we're, we're building a whole strategy around that. And that, that's really exciting to me. What is something that most people don't know about you? Oh, that's crazy because I don't really hide a lot of things about me. That I actually am pretty analog. That I, that I, I, um, I don't watch a lot of TV. I have like moments where I might, but then I, that might happen like maybe 10 times a year. (laughs) You know what I mean? I listen to a lot of music. Mm -hmm. I love to travel. I, I, uh, I only get on Instagram if I'm doing a live or I'm doing something for the company. I never get on it for personal reasons. And that, what else? That I keep a very, very, I keep a very small circle. I like to keep my life extremely minimal. Like, <laughs> you know, like I, uh, at this point, I don't have a car. I gave my mom my car. You know, I travel a lot, but like, I just live a very simple life. And I keep things as basic as possible. I don't need a lot of things. I eat a plant-based diet. Yeah. I'm sure there's other things, but I don't know. What's the biggest challenge that you've ever overcome and how? Mm. Honeypot. I don't, I don't even know that I've overcome it, but I'm committed to, I don't even know that I'm committed to overcome it. I'm just committed to do it. I really want to do it. I really like give a fuck. Like I really do this work because I like it. And because I really want to offer mechanisms of healing to women and their vaginas and their vulva. And, you know, I really like want to, um, I just want to. And who inspires you? Who inspires me? So many things inspire me. It's not even like a who, like being quiet inspires me. My niece and nephew inspire me. My family inspires me my work inspires humanity inspires me these plants that i keep and take care of they inspire me because they manage to live (laughs) you know kindness inspires me i inspire me it's not necessarily a who no there are who's but it's it's kind of like everything does and what's something you're learning right now whoo I'm learning a lot of I'm learning a lot about things that, that I fear and didn't think that I had fear about, but I actually really do. And may may I ask how old are you? Thirty seven. What were your twenties like? <laughs> Fun. 
my twenties when I lived. I still live, obviously, but I had a good time. <laughs> and what advice would you give your twenty-year-old self? To be kind to myself and to accept myself, even mm-hmm. with resistance, and and uh, don't change for anybody. Like completely fine, just in all my imperfections. Thank you so much for doing this. Where can people connect with you? Uh, they can connect with me at through the website, um, thehoneypot.co. Really, they can connect with our brand there. And if they want to figure out like what stores we're in, which is the best way to find our product right now because we do not have inventory online, you can go to our store locator, put in your zip code, and it'll tell you all the retailers that we're in close by. Me on IMB Dixon, B-E-I-X on, on Instagram, and the Honeypot Co. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'd love if you can leave me a review on iTunes. Please feel free to share it with any friends you think the story would resonate with. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.